Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hello everyone, good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialized TV. Today's episode is going to be of a quick one because I just had a random thought about how we as a society have really embraced mental illness and it's not in my opinion for reasons that I think are necessarily good and so that's what today's episode is going to be about for one thing the biggest thing I feel like we need to address as a society is the fact that many 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 people are considering themselves mentally ill now why is this? I guess to keep the answer simple, it is because you have many people in today's society who are not happy. They are miserable, they are overworked, they are tired, they are stressed out, and overall they are not up to their optimal health. Most people are not getting enough sleep. Most people are not really able to eat healthy, either because it's too financially expensive, or it's just inconvenient, or they just simply don't want to, or some combination of all three. You have some people who don't drink enough water, either because they don't really like the taste of water, or water just is the least satisfying beverage there is out there. But the fact is we all need water to survive. But you have many people who do not drink water. You have people who overindulge in alcohol and drugs. And the reason why I say overindulge is because 
it's not necessarily a problem per se to indulge in recreational substance or alcohol but when like I said there's an overconsumption of it usually it is because of mitigating circumstances in a person's life that allows them to use recreational drugs and alcohol as coping mechanisms for their problems and this is essentially what I see happening right now the main mental illness that many people are claiming to deal with is depression many people are depressed and the thing is is that most people well at least nobody that I know wants to be depressed on purpose it's not a pleasant feeling you feel yourself emotionally and mentally detached from literally everything that makes up your existence and it makes you feel like there really is no point to doing anything other than what you're already doing and some people don't believe it is conceivable to be in a better place emotionally and have energy and just simply to be happy most people don't feel as though it is an achievable thing and to a certain extent I can see why you have people just their work schedules alone don't really allow them to have the leisure and the free time that they would like even if it's to do something as simple as go to the mall or hang out with their friends not even to take a vacation or do anything like that just simply have a break from the hustle and bustle of life having to work so many hours each day just so that you can have enough money on your check to pay your bills it's literally a means to an end it's no other purpose and the thing is is that not everybody has been in a situation where they have their dream job most people have a job they absolutely hate They get up in the morning and absolutely regret having to go to this job. And for many people, they don't have a lot of options, if any at all. They have to be at this job. It's the highest they can get paid. Everything seems to be, for the most part, working out, even though it makes you stressed, you hate your boss, you hate your coworkers, or whatever the case might be. It's providing for you. And really that fact alone supersedes everything else unfortunately so you have many people who are just stuck in this situation it's stuck in this revolving door and they can't see it changing any other way sure most people would love to have a job where they're not stressed and they get along with their co-workers and their boss respects them but that's not going to be the case most of the time really if much at all so you have people where there is situations and it's like this is just what they they deal with every day and it makes them tired they come home tired and drained and sometimes when people come home from work they don't have the energy to fix dinner they just want to sit down watch tv for a while and go to sleep and do it all over again and that's their life That is their life. 
And for many people, that's not a life that they want to live, but it's what's happening. And so that's one reason why many people are depressed. For those who are in school, people who are in school know that school is stressful. It doesn't matter what level. Doesn't matter if it's middle school, if it's high school, or if it's college. It is stressful. And as somebody who has spent their entire life in school, I understand wholeheartedly how stressful it is. It's like going to a job every day and you don't get paid. Yet you somehow end up in debt anyways. It's ridiculous. And it's like people who haven't been in school a long time really undermine students these days about how stressful it is just to go to class, learn, and do assignments. In my personal opinion, I feel like especially college has been made so much more complicated than it needs to be for whatever the reason. It just doesn't take all that to pass a class. It doesn't. You know, and it's like, again, at the end of the day, you have people who they do everything that the professor wants to graduate with good grades. And then it's like, okay, now what? You go out in the real world and you don't know how to do anything. The only thing that school teaches you how to do is be a student. It doesn't teach you anything else. And so for most people, they are very lost when they graduate college. It's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with myself now? And then the way the job market is set up, they require you to have experience, but don't want to hire you to get the experience that they're asking for. And so it's like... I've been in school all this time to get this degree. I have the education that you want. What are you talking about experience? It's it's so complicated and it's such a mess, but school is very stressful. You want to, whether you're a student or whether you're someone's employee, you want to have a healthy balance. You want to be able to be productive, do what you need to do, and enjoy yourself at the same time. And to be honest, I don't think that is anything unreasonable. It is what it is. But again, with the stress and the responsibilities that people have, it makes them depressed. And when you're depressed, you shut down. You don't want to do anything. And it's it's not a great feeling. And you get stuck in this rut and feel like this is just going to be your reality now. So... You have many people dealing with depression at all ages. The thing that's so sad is that you have children like under the age of 12 who are considering themselves depressed. And it's like, that should be the happiest, most enjoyable time of your life as a child. You shouldn't be depressed. You shouldn't be stressed out. But then... That opens the door to question, well, what's going on at home? And so, the quality of life that many people are experiencing in America right now is not a good one. It's not a good one. And stress causes so many health problems, whether you can quickly pinpoint what they are or whether they... Are conditions that develop later or down in life. Either way, it wreaks havoc on your body. 
and most people are literally dying from stress not because they have um, pre-existing health conditions it's it's stress for most people they're like what is wrong with me I never feel good all the time it's stress it is stress and it's sad but again this is the state of the of the people right now the other major mental illness that people are dealing with is, is anxiety the the feeling of anxiousness sometimes it is brought on most of the time situationally where you know you get anxious having to be around people or having attention put on you because you have a presentation or it's the nature of the work that you do or whatever the case might be or sometimes the anxiety is thought inducing when you think about something that you have to do and you really don't want to do it it can make you anxious but there are so many things that bring about anxiety I to a certain extent have a great deal of anxiety and what I hate about my anxiety is that it causes my adrenaline to rush so fast to the point where it literally makes me breathless. And for someone who has asthma on top of that, it's horrible because I literally feel my chest tighten up so much to the point where my rib cage won't even expand to allow my lungs to take in air. It's ridiculous. It's like being a fish out of water. It's horrible. And so anxiety is something that I I also tend to notice is undermined a lot by many people where it's like, oh, it's just in your head or it's not that big of a deal or you're worrying about it too much. Like, no, anxiety is a very physical thing. It is a very physical thing that you feel and it sucks. The other thing too, and again, I want to clarify at this point, I'm not a psychologist. I have not done any psychiatric or mental research that was not my field. My field was sociology, not psychology. And so I don't have the information to diagnose or to say what thing is an illness and what thing isn't. I don't have the knowledge for that. But all I'm simply saying is that this is what I'm observing from what people are saying about their own existence. And we see a lot of this online, especially social media. I think one of the themes of social media and the things that we see on there really revolves around depression. The music we listen to, if you really listen to it, even some of the most upbeat songs have the most depressing lyrics. A lot of my favorite songs, if you really analyze the lyrics, are very depressing songs. But the beat is good and I like the artist, but most people are not paying attention to this. But depression is wrapped around us all the time in many ways. And sometimes the depression you may feel might not even be your own depression. It might be energy from somebody else that's affecting you. That is also something that is very possible. 
But at the end of the day, whether these are clinically diagnosed mental illnesses, whether they are self-diagnosed mental illnesses, the fact of the matter is that many people are just not happy and they don't feel their best and they're not going to feel their best. And it upsets me because we live in a country where we have access to anything that we want, but yet we still cannot achieve happiness. We have money to buy whatever it is that we want and we are still not happy. We could go anywhere that we want to. We have that that privilege, that American privilege, and yet we still are not happy. And when you just take away all the glitz and glamour and the social media facades, many people are miserable. Many people are miserable. And the thing is, we as a society have accepted being depressed and anxious so long to the point where we make jokes out of it. For people who are familiar with social media and what memes are, the reason why memes hit or the reason why memes are funny is because they're relatable. And sometimes they're relatable in not the best way. And most of the time, the memes that I see that are the most relatable and are funny to me are actually memes that are depressing. Because again, they're relatable. The memes speak to what people currently deal with and what they deal with all the time. And so you have to understand that, you know, you're not the only person dealing with what you're dealing with. And in a way that should be a comforting thing, but sometimes it can cause a problem. And this is where I get into the overall theme of this episode. People want to participate in something that I call the oppression Olympics. And this is a term that I did not come up with. I forgot who I heard say it first. It was someone that I was watching on YouTube a long time ago. And many people categorize what I'm going to describe as many different things, but I really liked the term oppression Olympics. And the reason why I like the term oppression Olympics so much is because when you think of the Olympics, you think of people who are striving to be the best in a certain category and to achieve some type of goal and earn a medal for their achievement, usually in the athletic department. That's usually what the Olympics are. But tagging on the prefix of oppression Olympics, many people are like, well, how do those two things go together? I'll give you a prime example. Have you ever been around your family members or your friends and they ask you how you're doing? And usually the first thing that you say is, oh, well, I'm not really feeling too good or I'm doing okay, I guess. I'm just really tired. The first response that usually ensues is usually someone talking about how many hours a week that they work or what time in the morning they have to get up for work. And it usually sounds like this. Oh, well, I'm tired too. I I work 60 hours a week or I work 
70 hours a week. I work 50 hours a week. I have to get up at 4 a.m. to go to work every day. I work six days a week. Blah, blah, blah. And all of that came as a result of you just saying you were tired. And you look at that person and be like, I didn't know it was a competition about who was the most tired. And that is what oppression Olympics is. You have people who seem to want to either over-exaggerate or explain their perceived severity of their situation all to minimize yours almost to insinuate that you don't have a reason to feel what you're feeling. They have it a lot worse than you do. And the thing is is that I've always had a problem with this kind of ideology. Yes, I know that for the most part it's used to explain how you should be grateful for your situation even though it may be a bad one someone will always have it worse than you I get that it's a lesson about gratefulness however that does not mean that whatever I feel or whatever I voice my opinion about something that it automatically should be minimized or shut down because it has to be compared to somebody else's or yours that's where I have the issue. And this is why you have so many people who don't want to socialize with people, who don't want to socialize with their family, because it always seems like every time they want to talk about how they feel, it's always being minimized. It's always being shut down. And it's like, I'm entitled to feel how I want to feel about something the same way that you are. Whether you work 40 hours a week or whether you work 70 hours a week, at the end of the day, literally and figuratively, we are both tired. We are both exhausted. Can we at least agree on that much? Why do we have to have these varying degrees of something? At the end of the day, you're tired. But you have people who almost expect a medal, figuratively, for being the most tired. I'm like, it's not a competition. Or, and people do this with anything, but I most frequently have this done to me and see it being done to other people as it concerns with expressing how tired you are. The second thing is, usually when it comes to talking about relationship failures, Many people want to, again, try to act like it's a competition with that too. Where it's like, oh, well, I've been divorced X amount of times, or I've been cheated on X amount of times, or I've been, I've been abused, or I'm a victim of domestic violence, and blah, blah, blah. All to say to you, oh, your little breakup doesn't mean anything. It means something to her. It means something to him. Like, what? Again. Why do people automatically have to shoot your feelings down? I don't understand. It's really inconsiderate. It's really disgusting behavior. And I need it to stop. And this is why I, I get so defensive with people when I have conversations 
with people that I know because again, I'm tired of it sounding like a competition. And people will usually tell me how they feel because they want to garner some kind of sympathy from me. But yet when I talk about how I feel, it's crickets. No one seems to care. It's minimal. It's not that big of a deal. Or I need to just suck it up and deal with it. That's the energy and the feedback that I'm giving. But yet people want me to have all the pity and the sympathy in the world for them. And most of the time, what is making them so depressed and tired and all these other kinds of things are things that they do to themselves. It's not because of any other reason. And I'm just like, well, maybe if you reevaluate your actions and how they directly affect you, then maybe you can see some change. Has that not ever been considered? Is that not in the realm of possibility? Apparently not. I just get so frustrated with people and it really causes a divide. This is why you have so many people who can't relate to each other because it seems like there's a competition. It seems like this group of people's issue over here doesn't matter to this group of people's issues over here. It's always got to be some categorization with everything. And the fact of the matter is, the, the bigger issue is addressing the problem and solutions to the problem. Why does it necessarily matter who it affects? The fact is that it's a problem that exists and it needs to be solved. I'll give another example. So many times I see, especially in the media, conversations about cancer and how bad cancer is it, it just how it really affects people's lives and it ends a lot of people's lives but what I really hate is when you have politicians or celebrities now all of a sudden become the poster child for a certain cancer or a certain medical condition all because their spouse or their child or their sibling or their parent died from it now all of a sudden they want to care about the cause I'm just like, you could have cared less about the people who are every day dealing with this kind of cancer. Soon as your husband dies, you want to have a fundraiser, a foundation to be the spokesperson for everybody who has this cancer now all of a sudden. It comes across as disingenuous and I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I know some people would say, well, at least they care about, you know, people who are dealing with cancer or any other kind of medical condition. If people didn't care, you would complain about that. You're absolutely right. I still would complain about it because, again, we have to be genuine about how we feel about things. And I feel like this is, you know, now kind of going into a tangent, but you have people they don't care about a certain problem until it directly affects them. Until then, it's not, it's not an issue. Out of sight, out of mind, they don't care. As soon as the problem is not hitting home for them or the problem isn't showing up or their front step or in their backyard, they don't care. It's just like you have many people who could care less about children in public schools and, and children 
in the school system or living in the inner city going through the hardships that they go through but as soon as something happens to their child it's a problem they want to rally they want to go to city hall they want to do all these things because now it's something directly affecting their child again it comes across as disingenuous it really does and i'm just like why can't we have enough humanity to care about a problem because it simply exists and it shouldn't. Whatever happened to harmony, whatever happened to camaraderie, whatever happened to companionship, whatever happened to those things, it seems like they don't exist. And I know for people who are very sensitive to what's happening in the world, like myself, at the same time, understand that you're just one person and you can't fix every problem. And I know that that can be the most frustrating in the world to certain individuals because there's so much that they want to do, but they just simply don't have enough money to fix the problem. They they can't garner enough support to fix the problem. It's, they just feel so helpless in the situation. And I completely understand that. Sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I feel like no matter what I do to help someone, it's not making a dent in the problem. But what I've learned is that at the end of the day, it starts with you. And as long as you hold yourself accountable for what you do and worry about being the best example to people around you, that is making a difference. Whether you can immediately see the payout or not, it is making a difference. And it does matter. But again, you have so many people where it's like they're out of touch with reality and they have no idea really what struggle is. Or you have the people who are dealing with the struggle fighting amongst themselves. It's either one or the other. And it's ridiculous. And we need to stop trying to one-up each other. But going back to the topic of mental illness, another thing too is... I feel like we really need to be careful with what we label ourselves as, especially mentally ill. There are so many connotations that are assigned to labels. Forgetting the fact that what meaning that label is supposed to literally represent, there are other meanings that get assigned to it, hence what a connotation is. And most people, it's like, I'm not sure you want to associate yourself with being mentally ill because that's not a positive thing. And most of the time, you have people who self-diagnose. They say that they're mentally ill. They have not gone to a clinician. They have not gone to a doctor to get diagnosed with what it is they think is wrong with them. This is something that they have self-diagnosed themselves with. And even if it may be true, at the end of the day, to consider yourself mentally ill is a very negative thing. And that's one negative thing on top of what you already feel. And so I don't think that's helpful either in that kind of situation. The other thing too is that I feel like we need to know the difference between a, a brain chemical imbalance or some type of biological imbalance versus a situational problem. 
And the reason I say this is because most people who claim to be depressed and anxious and all of these other things, usually that's because of the situation that you're in. If you weren't in that situation, you probably wouldn't feel this way. So it is a very situational feeling. But to say that's a whole illness, that's going too far. And I think many people do this. I feel like, especially with depression, you can be in depressing situations, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a depressed person. That's to me two different things you may disagree but that's just how I look at it most people are situationally feeling a certain way and if their circumstances were different they wouldn't feel like this and like I said earlier in the episode most people can't change their situation they just gotta cope with it and so whatever those feelings that come with being in a situation that they have to cope with then, you know, of course it's going to bring about symptoms that would make a person feel like they have to diagnose themselves with something. It it makes sense. But again, I just feel like these labels can really negatively impact more than they do help. And so, I conclude today's episode with this. At the end of the day, You need to be around people who understand you and care about you expressing yourself in a non-judgmental way. You need to be around individuals who you can feel free and express yourself without there seeming to be a competition with you. You don't want to be around individuals like that because that negativity is going to further sink you down in in the hole that you may already be in. You don't need other people's negativity. It's bad enough by default just living in the society we live in. We expose ourselves to negativity every day on a regular basis. Whether it's the places we go, where we work, where we go to school, or what we see in the media, we are exposing ourselves to negativity all the time, 24-7. You do not need other people's negativity in your life. Cut those people off. I don't care who they are. I don't care if it's family members. I don't care if it's parents. I don't care if it's siblings, best friends, co-workers, neighbors. I don't care who it is. Spouses, I don't care. Cut those people off. And I guarantee you that when you cut off those negative people, those people who always want to complain all the time, the people who are always having gossip and critiquing other people, when you cut those individuals off, you will feel a sense of peace that you didn't know exists. But you got to cut those people off. Do it for you. You want to be concerned about your mental well-being? That's something you can do to help yourself. And that's free. Don't need a prescription for that. Don't need to see a therapist for that. Cut people off. Stop answering your phone. Stop answering those text messages. Stop looking at those DMs. Block people. Take them off of your friends list. 
Do whatever you need to do to cut off the communication. Stop going certain places and hanging around certain people. That is what's going to help your your mental your mental state. And that that's that one thing can make such a difference. Now, if you do feel as though something is clinically wrong, I do encourage you to see a professional about it. Do your research. You know, there there are so many people out here who this this is their profession, this is what they study, this is what they specialize in. Seek help. It's nothing wrong with seeking help. And let me tell you something real quick about people who may demonize you for seeking help. The people who will have something negative to say about therapy are the people usually who need to go to therapy themselves. And as somebody who has done something as simple as just dating, I've met a lot of men who for real, for real need to go to therapy. I'm serious. They need to go to therapy. They need some help. They need some counseling because what they're doing is with their issues that they have and not being addressed is hurting everybody that they come in contact with and it leaves a chain of destruction behind them. That's what I've noticed on my end. But there are going to be a lot of people who need to go to therapy but say something about you going to therapy to fix your problem. Again, you have people who feel like they are above you and above your issue. At least you're doing something about yours. So don't let people negative try to be negative and talk you out of therapy. If you feel it's going to help you, go ahead and, and, and get a therapist. Nothing is wrong with that. Again, you're taking control of your mental health. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So that's another thing to look out for. The other thing too I want you to understand is that nothing is going to be an easy fix. Nothing is going to fix how you feel overnight. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some months, maybe years before you feel yourself again. And that's normal. That's normal. But work on it every day. You will see some progress. Keep a diary. You know, get into a hobby. Do something you actually thoroughly enjoy. Make it your business to do one thing that you actually enjoy that makes you happy. And I guarantee you that over time, you will feel so much better. Sometimes we need a break. Sometimes we need a break from people. Sometimes we need a break from social media. It gets to be too much. Take a break. Work on yourself. Make sure you feel good. Don't try to look for someone else to make you feel good or or look into a substance to make you feel good because all it's going to do is create an addiction. And then you're going to have another problem. Focus on you. And the thing is, is that, you know, it's, it's not easy. And sometimes working on you You'll run into some issues and, and run into some, some things that you don't want to face head on. You want to keep those issues compartmentalized. You, you don't want to 
you don't want to face it. And I understand it's it's, it's tough. It's it's difficult. But what I want you to understand is this. Later on, the benefit is going to outweigh the struggle right now. It's going to be hard. There are going to be some rough days. There are going to be some rough nights. But I want you to understand that at the end of the day, it's necessary. And this is something that is going to help you. When you're at your best, you can do everything else at your best. But you got to work on you. When you're not at your best and when you feel like you're going to shut down, everything else around you is going to shut down too. You can do it. I have faith in you. You can do it. But that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe to the podcast the same way that it is spelled here. Like the Facebook page to keep up with updates on when episodes are posted. I will see you in my next one. Bye-bye and so long.